The Fintech 5 podcast is sponsored by NTT Data Services. NTT Data Services, a global business and IT innovator, partners with clients to navigate and simplify the modern complexities of business and technology, delivering the insights, solutions, and outcomes that matter most. Basically, they get stuff done. Learn more at nttdataservices.com. Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech 5. On this episode of the FinTech 5, we're speaking with Bianca Lopez. Bianca was the vice president at Biotech for something, and who cares anymore, right? Because what's important, Bianca, is you got a, your job title has been changed to Chief Identity Officer, which right now is one of the hottest job titles you can possibly have. So congratulations, one. Thank you. And <laughs> two, what's the 30-second overview of biotech? What are you guys focused on? Bioconnect focuses on identity and biometrics. So we have eight years of experience in biometrics, and now we're trying to figure it out. How do we give people their identity back? And you said the most important part, eight years of experience. You're not a startup. No, not a startup. We're a growing business, 70 people. Yes, you are are a growing business. You're based out of Toronto? Is that where the company is? Yeah, our headquarters are in Toronto in like cute and funky Liberty Village near the banks. So not not too close, not too far. (laughs) I like that you said near the banks. You can stand in Toronto in one spot and touch all five banks. Because I've done that before. I can totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So chief identity officer. So what, what are your responsibilities going to be doing? What are you going to be focused on? Let me take a guess. Probably Count something fire. to do around identity, but go ahead. <laughs> so I manage all our cloud-based products. I go to market strategy, our banks, our strategic partnerships, and our marketing team. So lots of things. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're busy. Um, the concept of immutable identity. There's not a conference you can go to. There's not an article that you can read on this that that talks about this. What do you think y'all are solving? You like that y'all? I threw that in because I'm southern. Um, what <laughs> around? Like it. Yeah, you know, it's fake. I I'm grew- southern, but but a little yeah. further down from here. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to I'm that. I'm a little in the heat. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not southern. I grew up in Detroit, but I've lived in the south a long time, and I'm married to a southerner. Um, when we talk about immutable identity and and bioconnect mm-hmm. and what you're doing, what are you solving there? I think we're solving a fundamental problem between how do you bridge the last little gap between technology and the human and the things that are who you are agnostic of modalities. So I don't care if it's your face, your voice, your eyes, you recognize people by different things every time. So how do you build that bridge that gets to the actual human? That's what we're solving for. Yeah. I like how you said that. It's kind of that last mile, right? It's that Mm -hmm, last little piece. That's the hardest piece to solve though. Yeah, it's the hardest piece to solve because how do you solve in an ubiquitous world? And how do you bridge the digital and the physical things and just let people sort of like have a seamless experience and not be annoyed by it while providing security for big enterprises? That's where the rubber hits the road, right? That it's that I'm not comfortable, the industry has a creepy fame, all that fun stuff comes up. So you will 100% win FinTech Bingo if you say yes to this from a BioConnect standpoint. Are you guys doing anything from a blockchain perspective? Oh, am I supposed to say blockchain, AI, machine learning, and... Um, well, you already said ubiquity, other so things you're like good. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, we, we're working with a ton of really cool, interesting blockchain companies. Um, 
I think that in order to solve identity, you'd have to buy into the premise that they're all going to use the same fabric and the same chain. Yeah, I don't luck. know if that's going to happen. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but how do we provide something that they can just build on top of? Because it's kind of interesting to me that they would do, why would you start a hash with a username and password to begin with? So. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think we're at the stage now where we're building out the operating systems when it comes to distributed ledgers. Um, totally. Which is great. I think standards um, are coming, but are a long way off. And that's fine. I mean, it's just, we, we uh, when it comes to tech, as a whole, we try to jump the gun way too fast, and we don't give it time to actually grow and, and learn from it. That, from my own experience, we've done that, Lord, probably since the dawn of time. Probably when the tire first came out, the wheel, they probably looked yeah. at it and were like, yeah, but can I off-road, you know? Well, we, we spend, in the biometric industry, about 12 years trying to get to a standard on fingerprint template, and then yeah. Apple came about and said, actually, never mind, I'm not giving you the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> lesson learned. I'm going to give you a token instead. Yeah. <laughs> so. so so, in your career, um, you worked in the restaurant business, loyalty business, fashion, tech, banking. My favorite, my favorite mm. was the thing about drywall. So go ahead. What was with drywall? <laughs> so um, I was an immigrant student, had a massive tuition, decided to quit varsity, uh, ended up with a $35,000 tuition and realized that waitressing wasn't going to cut it. So I started a painting and drywalling business. So usually not what people would look at me and go, oh, yeah, she totally can paint and drywall. But yeah, I, re- I grew a big business in Vancouver, actually. Oh. I had 35 big guys working for me, drywalling people's big, fancy homes. That's a great life experience. <laughs> when you said you quit varsity, varsity what? Swimming. You're a swimmer. I was a swimmer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for mm-hmm. you. We have a, where I live, we have I'm a- really good at counting tiles. <laughs> like, <they're> fantastic. <laughs> So we have a, a pool here where I live, an Olympic-sized pool, and um, I went to go swimming yesterday. My 15-year-old daughter lapped me like three times, and uh, turning 50 sucks. So just a forewarning for you <laughs> when it comes. Okay. It sucks. When that time comes, yep. my but, lapping will suck. <laughs> but this is, a, this is a natural transition into my last question before we get into rapid fire. Um, I don't know how I got there. Your experience as a young woman leader in the fintech scene. Did you like how I did that? I talked about my 15-year-old daughter lapping me swimming in the pool and now we're moving to you being a a, a founder and a, and a and I consider a leader in the tech space um what's your experience been like because everyone's is different let's let's be honest and if you actually had an early background working with 30 guys in Vancouver doing drywall I'm going to guess that you really don't take any shit like that's a safe comment to make I think that's pretty safe comment the face in me and the Brazilian would definitely come out and I just uh I think I've used it to my advantage the fact that people underestimated me and continue to do so, it's usually an advantage. I think it's just eating your ego for breakfast and calling it a day. That's a, a good life philosophy, really, for anyone. It doesn't matter what your age is or your gender or anything like that. All right, we're down to the last minute because this goes by really quick. So this is rapid fire, so this should be easy. You ready? Three questions. I'm ready. All right, so you grew up in Rio, so this should be incredibly easy. Your favorite beach is? Lamy. Am I supposed to know where that is? Is that Rio? Yeah, it's a, it's a place in Rio. It's where I grew up. Thank you. It's like two blocks away from the beach. Ipanema. It's near Ipanema, but hey, I'm not that cliche. So. Okay, yeah. You said it, and I just this big blank. Like, okay, And you're great. like, duh. Yeah, no idea. All right, so you're like me. You travel a lot. So what's your favorite city? Oh, probably Rio or Copenhagen. 
I fell in love with Copenhagen last year. It's amazing. I, I, I get that, but you went Rio and Copenhagen. What in the heck do those two have in common? Food? I don't know. Really what? good food. Good food. Good good answer then. Good food. Good party. Okay. Last question. This is slightly cliche, so don't yell at me. Your favorite? Oh boy. No, no, no. But I've done research on you, so I know it's it's accurate. Your favorite pair of shoes before you go there. Mine's my Adidas Sambas, so that's fair. Okay. Your favorite pair of shoes? Barefoot. Yeah. Okay, Rhea. Okay, you win. Barefoot. <laughs> There's nothing more comfortable than sand and bare feet. Okay, that's, that's a good answer. I, I would argue my Adidas Sambas are better than barefoot. So I get more or Avianas. Okay, there you go. Where's the best place for our listeners to learn more? One about BioConnect and then also you and what you're up to. Uh, just follow us on Twitter. So uh, we're pretty active. All our travels and cool and exciting things are Periscope. Yeah, you are, we'll a, there. You are a big user of Periscope. So they should be I'm thrilled. I'm learning. I'm trying. <laughs> it's a good interaction model. I think I think it works well, especially on, on Twitter to get a snapshot. So we could, we could do a whole talk on that. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Sam. Bye.